Welcome once again to Center Left Radio, the progressive voice of hope, politics, and jazz. My name is Richard Gazer, and as always, I am pleased and I'm honored to be your host and your commentator for another of our commentary shows, one of the shows that we have up on air and online pretty much all the time. Uh, you pick it up on air or online. The on-air part being, uh, well, I, I suppose it's like on-air. If you, if you think in terms of what happens when you turn on a radio dial and pick up an on-air broadcast, it, it, it sounds like that, even if the, uh, the science doesn't quite work that way. It's still a link, but the link gives you uh, a running loop. It's called a radio loop of the show that you're listening to right now. You may be listening to it that way. And the show is running uh, in a constant loop. And you pick it up at whatever point it happens to be when you hit the uh, second link on our homepage. Oh, did I mention it? Maybe I didn't. www.centerlefttalkradio, one word centerlefttalkradio.com the second link on that homepage the second link be be below the big picture of the microphone probably depending if you're if you're looking at it on a 27 inch max screen the microphone is bigger than it is in real life even um, that second link takes you to the radio loop the first link beneath the microphone is the standard link to our podcasts, the way most people access shows of this sort. Uh, and that podcast, uh, the list of podcasts that that uh, link will take you to, well, the first show on that list is also the show that's running in the radio loop at that moment. So when, uh, when a new show goes up, and right now, for all intents and purposes, I'm creating a new show, it will replace one that's up there. It will replace it both as the top podcast on the list and replace it as the show in the radio loop. All of that through the wonders of electronics and technology and things that travel through the air and our shared energetic nature and energy generally and all these wonderful things that we generally can't see that are invisible to our visual spectrum and that we sometimes discount or imagine are limited only to uh, things happening on TV monitors or cell phones or things like that. It's all about energy. And it, uh, it links us in every possible way including right down to the nature of what our bodies are physically made of and, and quite honestly, what our souls are composed of. It's all energy. Everything is energy. It's a, it's a pleasant thing to think about. It's pleasant to imagine, not imagine, but to, to, to recognize that we have a shared common denominator that is, and you know, when you, when you think of shared common denominators, usually the word is the, the least common denominator. Well, this, this is far from the least of anything. It's the, it's the most amazingly great thing you can imagine, that, that we are linked in everything in creation. Again, for lack of a better word, everything that exists is all linked because of the fact that there is a shared energy 
based on the stuff, the star stuff, as Sagan would have said it, that we're all made of, that, that courses through every subatomic particle and those yet to be discovered that is part and parcel of everything in this universe and in other parallel universes or prior universes or, or simultaneously existing future universes. We are linked at the most fundamental level and we are responding to forces of other sentient beings and other stuff, other star stuff around us constantly. And focusing on that beautiful thought is a way of pulling away from so much of the ugliness that we are forced to deal with on a daily basis simply because it, it's marketable from a media perspective and, and it also forces us to relate everything to ourselves on a very personal and often a painful level. As, as we deal with the things that are ugly around us, and this is pretty much what we're encouraged to do on a, deal, a daily basis, I think it's almost inevitable that we begin more and more to focus on that which is or we imagine to be ugly within us or about us. We start to focus on our problems, as it were, more and more. Um, a dear friend sent, uh, well, you know him, of course, you know Charles, Dr. Charles Webble, sent me uh, something uh, that I got, I opened this morning before I started the show. It was, uh, it was uh, quotes from Bertrand Russell and uh, from, uh, from one of Russell's uh, books from about 1930. This, this, this all long precedes the, the whole self-help uh, book craze that I suppose dates back to the, is it the 70s? The, I, I don't know. A few decades back, everything self-help, how to, how to do this, how to become better, how to be healthier, how to be happier, how to, whatever the case may be. But Bertrand, Bertrand Russell, as a, as a philosopher as it was, was talking about getting your head out of your own butt in so many words, to put, it, to put it rather bluntly, focusing outside of one's self as a basis for discovering objective happiness, if only on a temporary basis, but by, by sheer force of, of rep repetitiveness, of, of repetition, of doing this regularly, finding one's self in a better frame of mind, his, his, his particular brand of, of rationalism. And, and, it, and it sounds odd to think about it, but, but it's so much a part and parcel. It, it's so apropos to everything about how we are functioning or what we are attempting to do these days in, in, in dealing with political structures and, and personal issues and all of that, there is this self-reflexive nature about our politics. There is this, there is this, um, there, there's a narcissistic undercurrent 
to so much of what we focus on and how we think about stuff these days. And, and, I, and I was sort of, uh, I, I, I guess, I guess it, this all really came into focus as I was reading the Bertrand Russell quotes that uh, were sent to me by Charles this morning. Um, recognizing how introspective we've really become, how, how, uh, how, how non-common uh, denominator-ish we are in our thinking, how, how far we're moving away from grasping, much less dealing with, much, much less living out the beauty of this common denominator, the, the, the implications, the, the, the marvelous aspects of being of the same star stuff with everything else in the universe. You, 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 you put that in one spot and then juxtapose it with, uh, here goes, with Trumpian politics. Try finding any two more diverse thoughts. The, the, the idea of being affiliated with all of, with all that is, ever was, and ever will be in any dimension, the, the, the sheer size and beauty of that notion and that this interaction is happening on the, the most infinitesimal subatomic level and the numbers of subatomic elements that might exist in all the universes that are and ever were and ever will be and that currently exist in parallel form is, is, is so beyond the word infinite doesn't even begin to cover it. The, 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 the notion of divine is nowhere near big enough. Divine we, we tend to reserve mostly for uh, institutional purposes. We create divine beings to be the heads of our divine human institutions, of course. But of course, in the end, they're human institutions. We, we can't appoint a God, a, a real God, to, to do anything because we just don't have that control. We, we may not admit it, but we, we can't appoint God as the head of any human institution. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to disappoint, uh, uh, ins, you know, religious institutionalists, denominationalists, but, but God is not subject uh, to the vote of your board or anyone else. And uh, now you, you may operate in God's name or say you do, but essentially, you're running a human institution. When you're running a divine human institution, when you're part of, when, when, when you have members in a divine human institution, it's a human institution. The God that we, that we put there is so much less and, I, I, and I, 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 I hope I'm not offending anyone. I probably am. But I, I just have to say it as, I, as, I, as, as this occurs to me. If you allow yourself to think in terms of this affiliation at the subatomic level across all of the universe and universes and past and present and the possibility of parallel and, and, and the infinity of all this, 
<coughs> sorry, and, and more than that, the, the, the ways in which this affiliation, this, this energetic interaction works and how it affects us and, and how much we still don't really understand except that we're observing more and more and recognizing more and more about this affiliation and how, and how we impact and how we pass things on generationally and we pass it on biologically and, we, and, and how emotions are created and, and, and how feelings are transmitted and how fears and how fears are transmitted. When you take that and, and, and put it up against Trumpism, let's say, it's, it's, Trumpism has nothing. And yet, and yet, we are in this phase, as, especially now as we're talking about going through the primaries and everything in anticipation of November, um, where the whole Trumpian notion seems to be or has captivated a a major segment of the Republican Party, and of course is a major uh, attention grabber for Democrats everywhere. Trump constantly trying to uh, remind everyone that he's in charge and that all that matters is him, and that all that matters for you is your affiliation with and fealty to him, that this creates no obligation on his part. He is simply the sun, the moon, and all that there is, and your job, anyone's job, whether you are a friend, a foe, or anybody else, is to basically recognize his superiority above and beyond all else and to behave accordingly. So, so that Trumpism is the, is, the, is the antithetical manifestation of all that we know and are learning and everything we were ever taught, if you come from a religious background, if you come from any kind of a moral structure, everything about Trumpism is the dead set antithesis of that. And we know from history that many people who have solid religious and moral backgrounds can be suckered into something like a Trumpism, which is really uh, just another, it, it, it's probably uh, authoritarianism, it's, uh, it's paternalism, it's in its, in its ugliest uh, terminology and ugliest form, it's, uh, I, I guess it's, um, well, it would be, it would be, it would be fascism. It's, that's it. it it's, it's really fascism by any other term. And, and, and to tell someone who came from a religious background that they are promoting or that they are now affiliated with a fascist thought process it would, is, is instantly repugnant and instantly gets pushed back. And, and of course would require some examination to understand what it is or, or how, how people other, of otherwise, of, of moral and, 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 um, and, and religious uh, sensitivities and sensibilities, how they can be suckered, I, I suppose is the only word I could use, into basically supporting 
something as, as ugly as a fascistic situation, which relies on, on having a bogeyman, having an enemy. It is racist. It is, it is, it is militaristic. It is exclusive. It is, uh, it is a totally authoritarian concept. Uh, which basically uh, is, is antithetical to what we're supposed to be doing in this country with our democracy as anything could possibly be. And yet there is this big segment of the country, big, I mean, probably uh, 25%, maybe 30% of the country that has come to understand that there are well, first, that there is one man, Donald Trump, who is living in the past. He is living with the belief, and he refuses to... Well, no, he doesn't have the belief. He's, he's too smart for this. And, and that will be, that, that'll, that'll be a legal issue, maybe a psychological issue at some point. But I don't think, it, I don't think it's an issue on either side, really. It's, 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 simply, it's simply, this is how Trump operates. He will tell you again and again that he won the 2020 election, and that is the central theme of everything he does. You see, because this is the grievance. It is the ultimate grievance. And that grievance is what permits him to therefore project a sense of grievance and anger about whatever, you know, fear and anger are pretty much, you know, omnidirectional. They, they basically, you don't have to be particularly precise about your fears. You could, you, if, you, if you are, you'll ultimately confront what it is that is allowing you or, or, or propelling you into a state of fearfulness. And that's something that a lot of people who are feeling fearful don't necessarily want to do. Uh, a lot of times it becomes socially acceptable. In the case, I would think, of the world of Trump to, to, be, to share fearfulness, to share a sense of, uh, of anxiety, a, sh a sense of being wronged. <coughs> it, it, it's indicative of the, the whole tribe that you're a part of. So you don't really, you know, you don't really want to examine a little too closely what it is that's going on. What, what you have in, 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 in the world of Trump that so many people in this country are, are part of, and that Donald, of course, uh, you, you know, uh, perpetuates day by day and keeps attempting to uh, sell, and, and that people who basically have this need for feeling what he wants them to feel and, and to experience largely what he feels, uh, will buy in and, and join with him. The whole purpose of this is to maintain a cult of, of personality, a cult of individual, and ultimately to springboard at any moment if, if, if it were to, if the, if the, you know, if the, if the, if the stars align into a fascistic or authoritarian state. Now, again, every time I hear myself say that, I can hear people on this say, what are you talking about? You can't just jump into fascism or authoritarianism. And, you know, the answer is you're, you're, you're right. It takes time. And, and it takes complicity, and it takes ultimately a, a either a lack of understanding about the system of government we're in, 
or an outright antipathy towards it. In the case of Donald, it's an antipathy towards democracy because it gets in the way of what he wants to do. And he has, since he has no moral, uh, no moral compass, no, no ethical uh, concerns about anything, since he has no off switch, since he is pathological, or at least sociological, in, in his pursuit of his narcissistic ends. And again, I keep referring back to Mary Trump, who's been muff, muffled by her uncle and his lawyers from saying anything more about whatever it is she, she was saying a great deal about uh, over the last couple of years or so, but, but has pretty much had to shut up uh, because of legal concerns. Uh, you, you, you have an ill person, uh, by, 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 many, by many psychological standards, he would be ill, but yet who is running the show because his fears, his personal fears, he is capable of repackaging as power, as strength. His, his inability to turn off the ugliness his inability to veer away from the destruction of democracy, his apparent capacity to be bigger and stronger than the system within which he's allegedly playing. This is perceived as a statement of strength by people who are seeking some kind of show of force to help them get past their own internalized anger and fear. And Donald becomes very attractive for that purpose. But, but to, for him to be attractive, you can't notice what it is he's doing, or if you do notice what he's doing to the structure of our government, you, you can't recognize that Anything might actually, you know, change? Nah. Or, or, or that someday you might wake up and, and the way things are today won't be that way then. Or, but, but, but no, no, don't worry. I wouldn't worry about that because all that would really be different if the change would be that. We, whoever we are, we, we the fearful, we the collectively fearful would finally have it our way. Again, with no consideration whatsoever that your way would mean that there is an autocracy in which a whole bunch of people are losing and you as a minority are now linked in some way to the autocrat, but, but, but are incapable of recognizing that the autocrat has or feels no linkage to you. You are a, a means to an end for the autocrat. Trump has shown this again and again and again and again and again. He jettisons candidates that he that he may have uh, he may have uh, initially had uh, some uh, endorsement or endorse somebody, but they're not doing well. He and he jettisons them, or or after they've lost, he he never knew them, or he forget. There's nothing there, and every indication of what he would do if he were back in a position of power is demonstrated again and again, day by day. But somehow. Somehow, this fear factor, this, this fulfillment of the need for grievance keeps him in a position of authority within what the Republican Party has been reduced to at this point. It's, it's weird, 
and it reminds me of of basically uh, you know it, it it reminds me that we we are choosing these things the the people who are following Trump may feel and think as though they are not choosing anything this is this is the way it must be and we finally have a chance to make America great again you well of course if you understood anything about a democracy you know that you cannot reach backwards in a democracy. Democracy is a forward-evolving process, even when it evolves poorly, but it has to evolve to the, to the future. Donald is completely focused in the opposite direction. He, he binges day by day on the grievances of a false statement about losing uh, about winning the election and that there that I was cheated I was everything else and everybody buys in after a while it's just a mantra it just gets repeated again and again and the truth of the, the truth or falsity of it becomes meaningless but look what he's done look what he's managed to to wring out of that process look at the laws that have been pass, passed by state legislatures uh, eliminating uh, strings of different voting rights based on the supposition that there was a fake election or that you know that that Donald won and and then it was taken away from him look look at what's happened in in different state legislatures uh, concerning uh, basically the, the appointment of secretaries of state and others who basically would have a final say in uh, the uh, of who won an election within any given state that how many different states uh, republican controlled legislatures have passed laws now <coughs> excuse me that essentially say we now have in the secretary of state as opposed to some commission some some politics free commission no, the Secretary of State, which is a political appointee in most states, has the ability to override any other judgment of any other body in the state so that if, uh, you know, someone won an election uh, by, by whatever the count was, but the Secretary of State, the political appointee decides, no, I believe that there was something wrong there. I hereby officially change the results, and that's the last word. And, of course, it's written so that the, 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 uh, the courts can't get into it or something. And they, all that crap, this, this level of insanity, a complete balderization of the voting process in a democracy. Now, that is excused by the idea that, well, look at what they did to our Donald, to St. Donald. Look at how he was cheated. We have to protect ourselves for the future. All the while, or all the while f refusing to recognize that by, by, by taking this approach, by, by approaching what is supposed to be a free and fair election, by approaching it in a totally defensive way, the assumption is there will always be someone trying to take this away from me, which covers up the reality that I'll probably lose this election. But if I lose it, I have to win. You see, if I've lost it, it can only be because somebody cheated me. Which is to say, if I'm a Republican, I can't lose. That's the net, net, net. 
of the laws that are out there right now that are being passed that allow a political secretaries of state to essentially make, make the final call in an election, regardless of what the count actually was, regardless of how many times, if the secretary of state or some political appointee, and it's gonna be Republican, that's the way that this is how it's set up, feels or is told or, or somehow it just didn't go our way, I will A, find that someone cheated and B, I will change the result. If you, if you take that approach, if I lose, someone else cheated me. If I win, I was supposed to. So the net result of that is I can only win. And it will be that way whether or not I'm a majority, well, in, in most of these cases, a minority, especially for statewide elections, where you have radical types, and you essentially undo the notion of anything resembling a free and fair election. Now, now to Trumpians, well, well, all we're doing is protecting ourselves from what happened. But you see, it didn't happen. But when you, when you, when you put a fix in, and, and you put the fix in knowing, you should know, but you've bought into Donald's lie, and he's smiling as he watches you do this, you, you put the fix in basically to have the fix for Donald. Donald needs a fix. Donald can't win on his own. But when you do this, there goes a functional democracy. It's gone. It no longer exists. It, 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 I, 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 I've, I've had this conversation so many times with so many people and, and, I, and, I, and I wonder again and again, what will it take for people to understand what it is that you are throwing, what you have to eliminate in order for Donald to have his fantasy? Or, no, it's, it's not, it, it, it would be his fantasy if he believed it, but for Donald to have his way. What you have to do is say that his right, whatever that may be, his right to get whatever he wants, however he wants to get it, supersedes all the constitutional norms, all of the history. It supersedes everything that we've ever had about this country. Because ultimately, by him getting what he wants, I'm allowed to feel, express my sense of grievance. And, and the notion of, 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 uh, of some kind of balance, checks and balances, is thrown out. But because people don't understand how the country works, or is supposed to work, this notion of fear and grievance is perpetuated. Now, Republicans by now, the, the, the rational ones, I, I'm, and I'm saying a lot of the state, the state legislatures basically are just going along for the ride because they're a lot closer to the, uh, to the base and the bases, the primaries, and, and you'll especially see that right now in a, mid, in a midterm situation. 
And the base people basically are quite base in the Republican Party. There, there's a lot of crazies out there who buy into this whole Trumpian notion. But too many state legislatures are willing to go along with the wacky rules that are basically all out there based on uh, Trumpian, uh, you know, the Trumpian logic of if I lost, somebody cheated me. They're also willing to go along with the insane logic of the Supreme Court regarding Roe v. Wade. So the second that that becomes final, laws will come suddenly pop into existence waiting on the books that have already been passed but are simply anticipating Roe v. Wade being officially knocked down. That will turn abortion that on the day before happened to be a woman's right will turn into murder the day after. Um, with, with no concern for what this does to the structure of the country or how it pits one side against the other or how it makes it impossible for people to function, even, even to imagine uh, attempting the, the, the whole progressivism concept of, of hashing things out in order to come to a solution. People just aren't getting this right now. Now, uh, you're getting some indications that, that people recognize, some, some politicians are recognizing the danger, Republicans are recognizing the danger that Trump represents, that, that as you get deeper and deeper into this election cycle, the, the, the logic seems to be let, let, let the crazies among us Let's get some crazies into Congress if we have to. Let crazy laws be passed at the state level concerning election, uh, uh, rigged elections and things of that sort. Hopefully they'll be challenged uh, because, you know, what, they, what is done to, uh, what we would do to the Democrats, well, the Democrats could do to us at some future date. But we basically are beginning to recognize the danger that Donald represents to the long-term prospects for ever seeing a fairly elected Republican president in the White House. It's, he's, he's screwing this up too much. We have too many people, uh, who, those who, the sycophants, of course, the Trump sycophants, would never dare say that they are interested in running but we can't have Donald run because if we do, we know, we know that he will lose even worse than he lost the last time. And then all of these state laws, the state electors, uh, the secretaries of state, it will be triggered by the rules that basically were put in place by Republican legislatures will be triggered into overturning free and fair elections to get Donald elected. And what will that cause? Well, sheer chaos, sheer uh, insanity, sheer ungovernability, which works to no one's advantage but Donald's. And ultimately, and, I, and, I, and I've said this on too many occasions here on this show, it leads to the military stepping in at some point. When order breaks down as badly as it could, were you to run Donald Trump for president with the inevitable outcome, and yet you have all of these horrific laws that have been passed 
that are designed to overthrow free and fair elections in various states if all of that were utilized, if all of that came to pass, if he lost, let's say, by, by 8 million, 9 million votes this time, and a few key states with their, with their bogus laws, but passed by their legislatures, say, no, politically, you can overturn this. And if they actually went ahead and did it, I mean, what do you think would happen? Would you accept a Donald as the president? Would anyone in their right mind accept Donald Trump as president? I wouldn't. I, 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 I would fight it like crazy. It would turn into a popular or populist uprising situation. Most Americans don't recognize what really would come about if that were to happen. But I think the Republican Party gets where it would be. Good. The, the Republicans would ultimately be blamed for this. But the thing is, by then, the damage would be done and everybody would be suffering for it. And so you're beginning to see a Mike Pence, for example, uh, slowly elevating himself, and especially right now you're seeing it in the Georgia primary, which is taking place today. Today is, today is the uh, 24th of May, Tuesday. And Purdue, this, 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 uh, this whack-a-mole guy, David Purdue, handpicked by Trump simply because uh, he uh, is willing, and he's made his entire statement, his entire running platform is on is on the big lie, the big cheat that, that basically Trump had the election stolen from him. He's running against Brian Kemp. Now, Brian Kemp is no, is no fan of democracy. Uh, Brian Kemp has allowed some of the most restrictive anti-voter laws in the country. Most of those laws will, of course, uh, inure to the benefit of non-democratic voters. Uh, that's the way it's been set up. So Kemp is as far from being an angel as possible. Uh, he is being challenged on the Democratic side by Stacey Abrams. She has a very good chance. Uh, Kemp, however, today looks as though he's going to whoop Purdue in the primary. Who is supporting Kemp? Well, of course, Trump, totally anti-Brian Kemp. Uh, why? Kemp refused to basically throw the election to Trump. Uh, Brad Raffensperger, who was the uh, the head of whatever, however it's set up in in in, uh, in Georgia, whoever the final count, uh, the, the tally counter, whatever votes, uh, he's up for re-election. Looks like he's going to do very well as well. Trump is going to suffer a defeat on this today, and Mike Pence will emerge as being on the right side of the issue. And you're going to see more in the next several weeks as we get closer and closer to the midterm election and then afterwards then you'll see the former uh, governor of South Carolina uh, she will she will suddenly start showing up uh, you'll see let's see who else is going to be in the running there on the Republican side um, I I dare I, I'm, I'm frightened to think that you might have a Ted Cruz that might attempt to show his face. 
you will get some Trumpian sorts. But the big, the big run looks right now as though it could come from Mike Pence. There is this general sense right now that there's not much for Democrats to do but to sit back and watch all this. That, that we're basically in a weakened position because of the way we're, because of uh, uh, the 50-50 the split in the Senate and uh, our inability to move anything forward very much and that Republicans, because, because Trump is at the head of all this, there's this sense that as a crazy man, as a narcissistic crazy man willing to do anything, there's really not a lot that Democrats can do generally, that we're weak, that we don't have much going on, that Joe Biden, well, you know, with the inflation and everything else, uh, th th there isn't much that can be done. Certainly the midterm election looks pretty terrible, and my God, Joe Biden might not even be around uh, for the uh, run in 2024, and who's going to run? And there's all of this self flagellation, this, this looking at ourselves and saying, oh, poor us, uh, the, kind of the, the, the same way the Republicans uh, look at themselves and, and say, oh, poor us, we are, we are downtrodden and put upon, and the only way we can ever win, do it right, is basically if we, um, uh, you know, put in the fix for any election that ever happens. The Democrats go in the other direction. It's like, what can we do? We are, we play by the rules and the rules aren't working and, and there's a huge mistake there as well. The, the mistake is in not taking this opportunity to use this, this election coming up as the biggest educational tool, the, the biggest education election, the, most, the biggest knowledge distribution election, the biggest in-your-face, look what's about to happen if you don't wake up uh, campaign, perhaps in the last, since the Second World War or earlier. If Democrats don't bring to the attention of the electorate generally what we stand to lose if the Trumpian approach to stuff is allowed to continue. If the, if the draconian laws that are about to spring into place when Roe v. Wade, in the worst legal decision in par perhaps the history of the Supreme Court, when, if, if that is allowed to actually become the law of the land, if we don't begin focusing people on this big picture of living in, what is America? And let, and let the, let the inflation, yes, of course, uh, the people are looking forward to their lives and what's, how will my life get better? Okay, the only way your life gets better is if you basically have a rational form of government that you can depend on. If you want to believe that Republicans will somehow solve inflation simply by clapping their hands or gripping their ankles, you can, you're, you're entitled to believe that. 
but it's a much more complicated thing. And of course, it begins mainly with energy prices, and we know that that's there. And it also extends through the entire COVID cycle, and it extends into supply chain. And it's not a simple thing. And we could sit here and we can debate it forever, and everybody's eyes will roll back in their head. But if you want to imagine that simply punishing Democrats will be the way to deal with inflation. You are more than entitled to do so. And in fact, you're entitled to give up democracy altogether if you like, because that's what you'll be doing. If you put the Republicans in the House and the Senate, essentially, you will have a frozen Congress for two years, they will do nothing and attempt to use that to run against Joe Biden. Nothing will be done to solve, the, to solve inflation. Doing nothing, permitting nothing to happen, will not be a solution to anything. But that's what you're going to be getting. And you'll also be getting that many steps closer to having Donald run again. Because the Republicans are showing, with glimmers of a change, but unless there is a real slap in the head that happens in this midterm, unless there is a real surprise reaction among Democrats, unless Democrats get motivated to the point where they honestly put a message out to everyone, and it's to Republicans in particular, oh, you thought you were going to take back the House and the Senate, you got neither. Or if you take back the House, you took it back by such an incredibly slim margin that all of that is subject. You, you should think twice, and, but we held the Senate. If the Republicans take the House and Senate, Donald Trump basically will run again for president. My prediction. And if he runs for president, he will lose. And if he loses, all hell breaks loose in this country. Again, people don't really want to see this, but you have to. And, and this has to be the message. This has to be, if, if you want to have a message of, of concern and, 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 and consternation, this is a good one. This is, if we don't stop this SOB, we basically are giving away the country. Here's what will happen. All that you have to have happen is that he loses in some state and some political appointee, some hack political appointee, basically turns the election around based on, well, I can do it because Donald wants me to. And then what do you think will happen? Oh, oh, he'll do it. He's still talking about that he won the 2020. You, you don't think he'll do it in 2024? Oh, he, no, no. And the states, no, they wouldn't do it. He wouldn't, they couldn't pressure him. And if Donald Trump runs for president in 2024, basically we are in intensely deep doo-doo as as a country, as a democracy, there's no way he can win. And if he does, it'll be because they've pulled levers 
that basically should never have been created in the first place. It'll be people saying, how could this have happened? How could we have let this go so far? How, how was it even possible? You'll find out how it's possible. We must, must, must make a strong, strong showing in November of this year. Democrats all over the country must get motivated. Our politicians, the, the communications people that work with them. The, I, I, again, back in, in 2018, I had... Uh, several years back, I remember we printed up a series of cards. I was giving them out. I was talking about this on air. Vote like it's the most important election of your life. I will update that. In 2022, in 2022 Democrats around the country vote like it is the most important election of your life. Otherwise, it very well may be the last one that will count. I'm quite serious about this. If we don't take this back now, if we don't do everything in our power now to stop this movement, because the Republicans don't know when to actually throw the brakes. They don't know how to hit the brakes. Everybody's afraid. They, they, the Democrats are afraid. The Republicans are the most frightened group of people on the planet. They're, they, they, they're willing to give the country away rather than have to face their responsibility to pull it back from a, uh, from, uh, you know, from a, a clinical narcissist with no off switch. And they keep convincing themselves, no, just let him go. We'll, we'll get a little more out of him, just a little more, a little more, a little more, a little more, and, and, and then we'll pull the switch. Then, then we'll stop him. Good luck. It won't work that way. No matter what they may be planning to do in terms of throwing elections uh, in for various uh, congressional districts, there's all kinds of games that may happen. Those will be challenged if something dirty gets done and something gets attempted. That'll be bad enough. But if it's allowed, but if we don't make a showing, a positive, strong showing, in 2022, Donald Trump will run in 2024. It, the very fact that he will run means that he will use every tool and he will force every tool in every state legislature to overturn every loss that he will have or the key ones that he will need to, and that the electoral process, as bad as it'll be with the Supreme Court, once they basically under, un, underscore the death of Roe v. Roe v. Wade by defying their own uh, rules and regulations, this will be infinitely worse. We will have now lost two, well, all three legs of, of government. No one will be credible. We cannot get a president out of it, the, the legislature cannot be expected to be voted into place. State governments can't be trusted. And, of course, the Supreme Court is meaningless because no one believes it. I, I, I'm sorry, okay? But wake up. Please, wake up. Democrats, this is not, oh, geez, I feel bad. No. There has to be 
energizing going on within the Democratic base, the likes of which there has not been, I, I, I don't know, I, I guess since the Obama elections, uh, th th this, this is basically, I, you, you, I hear myself say this, this is do or die for the country. If you want to have a democratic, a democratically elected president and leaders, and if you, if you believe in constitutional democracy, let this be a Republican blowout, and it's over. No, uh, oh no, he's, he's overstating. Gazer's overstating. No, he's not. No, he's, just connect the damn dots, people. Connect the dots. We must get very, very fired up for this 2022 midterm election. The future of our democracy literally hangs in the balance. It'll still be ugly, I promise you that. But at least it won't be over. Ah. Oh. Little jazz. This is Richard Gazer. You know, it takes lots of time and effort and all kinds of resources to produce the kind of quality program we produce here at Center Left Radio. And it costs money to do it. 
Now, if we screamed a little louder or thought a little less about what we were saying, we could probably get a few advertisers to pay us to sell their products to a more tribally predictable audience. But that's not who we are or who you are. You come to center-left radio for non-commercial, thoughtful commentary. You're looking for an honest, progressive approach to solving America's problems, not exacerbating them. And we're committed to providing all of that. We're one of the few stations offering full-time, non-commercial, progressive programming. And we're the only station, the only one, doing it with a combination of hope, politics, and that most eloquent of all original American art forms, jazz. Think of it this way. We support your needs. Now we're asking you to support ours. Take a moment and go to our website, www.centerlefttalkradio, one word, centerlefttalkradio.com, and go to the donate page. And when you get there, give whatever you can on a one-time or maybe a recurring basis, $5, $10, $1,000, whatever you can contribute to make center-left radio's unique progressive voice stronger and even more significant as the full extent of the wrongdoing of Donald Trump and his associates becomes all the more evident. And as we seek to hold the House Democrats accountable for the promises they made to the American people during the last election. Yeah, you know what's at stake. And I know, we all know, we can count on you. On behalf of all of us at Central F Radio, thank you. You've been listening to Center Left Radio, the progressive voice of hope, politics, and jazz. My name is Richard Gazer, and thank you once again for being part of today's show. If the Republicans utilize any of these draconian measures that they put into state legislatures to change a valid election to an invalid result on behalf of any Republican candidate, especially Donald Trump, our democracy is about to end. The Supreme Court will not be looked to as a vehicle for cleaning it up because they're about to lose their credibility. Democrats, wake up.